The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Yo, welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's Thursday, April 20th, uh, and Iowa State spring football is coming to an end. The Cyclones held their 14th spring practice today. They will hold their 15th practice on Saturday when they hold their uh, spring game for the first time since 2017, an official spring game. Uh, did have the couple of uh, practices, open practices on the road last year, but uh, not uh, an official spring game since 2017. All of our spring football coverage brought to you by our friends at A Plus Lawn and Landscape. For all of your landscaping needs in Central Iowa, contact our friends at A Plus. They've been uh, longtime supporters of us here at Cyclone Fanatic and have been uh, great friends to us here uh, for many, many years being the presenting sponsor of our spring football coverage. I've got Cyclone Fanatic staff writer Connor Ferguson with me. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what Matt Campbell had to say today as spring practice reaches its close. Uh, later on in the episode, you'll hear from Coach Campbell. Uh, we'll have the full audio of his press conference uh, at, the end of, uh, at the end of the podcast. But, Connor, uh, it was an interesting day with Coach Campbell just because uh, – you know, we talked about this spring game. I think people are excited to see the team out there on the field on Saturday. But the reality is I'm just not sure how much there will be to really take away from uh, from what we see in the game just because they're not necessarily going to be trying to play a real football game. You know, it's going to be a lot of practicing. Uh, there will be some times where they go live against each other. But for the most part, uh, this will just be a, another practice. Well, Jared, it's always exciting and interesting when we talk to Matt. He's, it's, it's always different and unique uh, because you don't really – you know what you're going to get, but sometimes he'll throw a curveball and he'll say something blatant. Uh, the first sentence out of his mouth today was, uh, the spring game on Saturday does not matter. Yeah, exactly. In terms of how his team is going to look when the season rolls around, I think it's going to look very different from Saturday. Uh, but like for guys like us, like especially with the two deep and everything, it's I guess something to start with at this point of the preseason, if you mm -hmm. call it that. Yeah, and it just is. Uh, it'll just be an opportunity to see individuals more than anything else. Like I, I don't think there will be anything to take away from the team portions, but you can see. You can see guys moving around out there. You know, that was, uh, I think that was Frank Solich at Nebraska. He would always talk about how the guys were moving around well out there. Uh, so I, I that'll be I, my, that'll be all my analysis on Saturday. I'm either going to say they were moving around poorly or they were moving around well out there. I just hope there's not like a list of things like turnovers and interceptions where they assign point values to each. That of is them. what it is. That is what it is. Are we what I that? was told. Oh, so, man. okay, don't, you know. I, I'm, I don't, I'm not saying this. I, this is what I was told was the case, was that it would be offense versus defense, and then they would work from there. It, it, there would be some sort of point system for different things. But it, I, I was flat told by someone in the communications office that we might not even be able to decipher what the score or the point system is. for. Yeah, the so I'm a big format guy in dirt racing. If you guys listen to my racing stuff, I'm always yelling and screaming about formats, and, and the biggest negative to them is doing more math. If I'm in the stands at a sporting event, I don't want to have to do math, right? Unless it's, is this a one possession game if you go for two or not? Uh, I've never seen a spring game where these point values get assigned and it gets more exciting to figure out or anyone on the field can decipher it clearly. It doesn't 
I, I don't know. It's weird to me. They yeah, can, it, it's not like it's it, it's not the end of the world if they do it. I just it'll be know. more like uh, who makes big plays, you know, like just making big plays and trying to make things happen. That's where I would expect Iowa State to probably try <laughs> in this spring game. I would expect Iowa State to run the ball a consistent amount. Uh, probably see a, stevi- a heavy dose of uh, of AJ Harris. Eli Sanders, uh, guys like that. For that spot because uh, Cartavius isn't playing, right? Cartavius Norton is out. Is that what Matt said today? Yeah, Cartavius Norton won't play. And then Jirel has been, I think, has been in and out. Uh, I would expect to see a lot of Sanders and and Harris. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sanders and Harris, I think we'll see a lot of those two guys. And then, uh, you know, like what can you really take away from seeing the offensive line other than seeing them in person, seeing what they look like? Uh, Like I'm not – you know, maybe Ben Bruns would be able to take away more from those things, but uh, I just I think it'll be just more interesting to see the combinations of guys that they put out there, and then what like people look like, you know, more than anything else, what the team just looks like, how how well they uh, they look like they're or how good a shape they look like they're in, and, and things like that. Yeah, and I think um, when it, and this could be stating the obvious here, but I think the most unpredictable of any position group on the team is the offensive line. Mm-hmm. this season i we it could be like a complete flip we don't know who's gonna emerge as the top five guys who's gonna play those spots right you know right and that's where i'm excited to like we just haven't seen much of these guys some of these guys in action you think about a jim boniface like that has n- never really been out there but got his name brought up a couple times dalen hazer uh you know uh funto, uh, funto. I think is how you Olafunto Akin Sheila, I think. Yeah, yeah. They keep bringing his name up and uh, as someone who's standing out. James Neal is another one. So it's like you hear about Tyler Miller, you hear about Jake Remsburg, you hear about all those guys, but you're also hearing about this second group that has apparently been playing really good football. Brady Peterson is another one that Coach Campbell brought up today. So I want to see those guys and just see, you know, how their development is coming along and then you know, as they mix and match different people, like what kind of combinations do they roll out there? You know, that'll be one of the things that we'll be tracking is just like who is out there at the same time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the other thing from, I mean, everyone's impressed with uh, what Clanton appears to be doing uh, in these short video clips that are posted, just because of how the guy talks and how he talks about his athletes and, and who he's coaching is like he works the word violent into every quote, which is hilarious in its own right. Right. Yeah. It, uh, he's he's really good at explaining a really uh, difficult thing to explain. You know, like I can see why he's a good teacher, because he just can break things down really well. And and like listening to him talk, you're like, man, I kind of under, I st- understand exactly what he's talking about. Whereas sometimes I feel like offensive line coaches uh, understand that what they're trying to talk about is so complex that they don't even attempt. And he like actually will like dive into these things and just say them whether he knows that we're going to understand them or not, which I can appreciate. And talking to him over the uh, off season, he's a player's coach. Like he wanted to figure out a way to get uh, his players to play. And he did that at you and I like, two draft picks that you and I from that position group and the school he was at before that and how many all-conference guys uh, he got from that group. I think it was like 19 out of 20 was some unreal number. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he said he started lifting with his players so he could connect with them more. And he'll – I think I'm – I think he wants to outlift every guy on the team. I think. I that's mean, I believe it. The guy played. In the, I mean, the guy played for Orkney. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you know, he's the real deal. 
Right. It's I mean, he's what, eight, ten years out of his playing career, but he's still he's still putting up numbers, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think if I, I was an offensive line co- or an offensive lineman and my coach came in and was lifting as much as me, I'd be like, oh boy, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. If he's lifting so, more, he got some work to do. Right, exactly. It's like, hey, yeah, we know, yeah, we got the real deal here coming in now. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I've been really impressed with him just listening to him talk. And then again, like you just keep hearing good things about that offensive line and what and where they feel the direction of that position is going the quarterback spot will be interesting mostly because we'll just get to see jj cole and and rocco bet uh i would assume play quite a few snaps i can't imagine they'll have hunter deckers out there a whole ton but you know just to see those guys in some level of live action will be interesting yeah for sure especially with i mean there's people speculating you know, what's Rocco Beck going to do? You got this highly rated uh, in-state recruit coming in at your position thinking that uh, Beck might transfer. Not any one of – I'm not saying that was close to happening or anything like yeah. that. And that was the – I mean, it's, obvi- it's an obvious him. thing to wonder. Like, if in today's age of college football, if you're the third-string quarterback and you're not a true freshman, like, you you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to go into the portal in that scenario. It's not, it's and again, we're not saying he will. We're just saying like that is a natural thing to happen in college football in 2023. It's tough to find your way from that spot to a Kyle Kemp story. One of the few situations is uh, is Arch Manning, who might be the third string quarterback at Texas this year after the way he performed in his in in the Longhorns this spring game. But uh, did you watch that? Was that like a point of emphasis for you to see? No, I just you know I just keep up. my ear I keep my ear to the ground, Connor. And keep my ear to the ground. I, you know, and I, and I, I just happened to listen to a podcast. They broke down Arch's, uh, Arch's performance. And it sounds like Malik Murphy, their backup quarterback played really well in the game. So you have to wonder like Arch Manning's not going to be the odd man out, you know? So is Malik Murphy, did Malik Murphy just make himself a bunch of money in the NIL game because he went out and showed out in the Texas spring game? You do have to, the things I'm wondering about is if UCF spring in the civil conflict trophy, uh, next season, oh, but we'll geez. we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Does Iowa State play UCF? I don't actually. I don't think they do. I was I say not either here in BYU, so it'll be next year. Yeah, well, because they all play the, the year after. I think they. No, it's a two-year schedule thing that where you're playing the four new schools. You plan all of them once oh. over the next two seasons. Okay. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't have to go to the bounce house down in uh down in orlando i, I would make, orlando. i would make chris fund that i hate going to orlando dude i just orlando i just want to go say i'm at the bounce house i i get it though the people that they don't know how to drive in orlando that's my biggest gripe <laughs> with orlando the streets were set up i don't know who paved those streets if it was horses or what but it, it's terrible uh, that's the kind of analysis that you come here for uh the linebackers interested to see that group uh, with the uh, two guys that are going to be sliding in there, Zach Lovett, obviously uh, one of the favorites to be, you know, play a lot of snaps at that position. Then uh, Gary Vaughn is back at the other one. But I mean, guys like Will McLaughlin, Cole Peterson, uh, Jacob Emming. I mean, there's a bunch of dudes at the, at that position that they're really excited about that are going to have an opportunity to play some big minutes here this next year. Yeah, Coach Campbell mentioned uh, Jack Sadowski. I've heard his coach could not say more like outstanding in unique things about 
Jack's work ethic and and what he does, what he brings to the table. There's a lot of in Jacob Emming and guys like that at that position group that have recently joined the team, you know, redshirt freshman, freshman year. I'm it's gonna be interesting how many of these guys kind of poke their heads above the water water and get some playing time early in their college careers. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, at the edge positions, that's the other one that I'll be keeping an eye on. And I want to see one guy I do want to see is Dominic Orange. We saw him in flashes last year, but I want to see this guy. I want to see this guy getting after it. I, I think that he's someone who's just gotten a lot of buzz with uh, ever since he joined the program. And what's he look like now going into year two? And I think I've heard similar things about I can uh, is he Ogbu? I put a B in there, and there's not a B in his name. I'm looking. Iziogu, right I think it's Iziogu. Iziogu, yeah. yeah. I can yeah. get Olafunto, but I, I can't even get Benefus. I look at that name every time, and it's oh, Benefus, it's Benefus, not Boniface. No, okay. I, I think you're right. I oh, just okay. Can't, I can't get my mind to not. It's like when Chris pronounces Lexi Donarski's name. <laughs> How's he say it? Oh, it's different every time. Uh, he can't get. Don't past throw Chris him. under the bus. You're he gonna get yourself in trouble. Him. I'm not don't, throwing him. You don't, you don't throw no, the big man no, under the no, bus. I, I just admitted I don't know how to pronounce Boniface. I did it there. All right, now I can throw Chris. We're good. I don't know how to I, – I assumed that that was the way to do it. We need the John Walters pronunciation guide out here. Yeah, I start playing it through my computer speakers. This is the best podcast ever. This is a great podcast. This is what the spring game is. This is where everybody's exactly. level of excitement. I'm but I just – I do just love – like people are going to hear this in just a minute. Matt Campbell came out right away and said it's another practice. Yeah, it, it will be right when we done – right when we get done talking, it will be the first thing you hear. He, I think he said the words, it doesn't matter. So he warned people. No, I think he said that later, but at first he just said, it's our 15th practice is, is what he said. So it's the second sentence. I apologize. Yeah. The question was, uh, what, what will people see out there on, on Saturday at the spring game? And he said our 15th practice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, you're just looking at guys that perform this week and you'll have some sort of look at what the two deep might look like but it's all going to change because guys are going to progress differently and people are going to you know rise above things over the summer months and everything like that so for sure all right man we'll uh we'll catch up with you again soon we'll hear from coach campbell here on the cyclone fanatic podcast network just just generally what are you looking for out of out of saturday uh, the 15th practice, you know, I mean, nothing, to be quite honest with you. You know, I, I think the last couple of years, you know, we've tried to play games in front of people, you know, with a young team yeah. a year ago. We did it twice um, and not really games, just practice. I just think it adds another piece of the puzzle to, you know, a young football team. And, you know, it's still a really young team as it was a year ago. Um, and I think, you know, you hear me say this all the time, we won't even know what our team's going to look like until September next year and we'll get out in front of 70,000 people. But I think the opportunity to put people in the stands and, you know, <clears throat> a year ago we had to go to Ames and some other places because our field was getting redone. And, you know, this year, you know, to be able to do it at home is great because you're in your stadium that you're going to play in. But I just think the dynamic of that, you know, honestly, it'll be another practice 
practice and we've always kind of used these open deals as just another practice but I think again putting people in the environment is another phase to evaluating the football team and where you're at and where some individuals are at quite honestly who's who's likely to play not play who's not going to play much well I mean you just I think we'll get there on Saturday I, I think you know again it's it's another huge evaluation day for us um, you know some of the guys that have been you know limited um, you know obviously Deshaun Hanneke has been limited through most of the spring got back on the practice field you know a couple of days ago Cartavius Norton uh, you know won't play hasn't played much all spring um, you know Isaiah Lee's been limited at times through spring and again all those guys from offseason surgery Jeremiah Cooper um, and then we'll we'll evaluate again to me you're getting this point we had a huge scrimmage last Saturday uh, which was really good uh, we have a really good practice today and then you know continue to use these days as a great evaluation tool so we'll just continue to evaluate our football team who needs quality reps how many reps do we want to get um, you probably know a little bit more of that as we get into uh, through today and into Saturday but uh, you know I, I think you'll see our football team go practice on Saturday and kind of get to uh, get to watch those for whoever's going to come out and get a chance to watch our football team Saturday you talk about these being evaluation days what I mean where are your evaluations at just like how do you feel about where the team is at at this point yeah, I, you know, I think the thing that's been a positive is, you know, you got so many new pieces in terms of some players and staff. Um, you just have, it's been fun to feel the momentum of growth every day. And, you know, I, I, I do feel like this group has come back since January and just continued to grow forward every day. Um, you know, and there's a spirit about this team. I don't know what it is or, or where it's going to go, but man, there has has been purposeful intent in all their actions and that part I think is really exciting and you're just you know there's a lot of unknowns and I think those unknowns are going to continue through fall camp um, and probably continue through the early part of the season until we we really continue to see where we're at but I think growth has been at the forefront whether it's physical growth whether it's mental growth whether it's growth in schemes um, you know or really just growth and in, in continued growth within the mindset of a again a really young team a year ago that's growing up and using the you know using their experiences to grow themselves forward so it's been really fun to watch um, and I think that's what you when you are young like we are the last year and a half um, you know you can actually visually see the growth happening and occurring and that part's been really rewarding to watch how did or what have you seen from Hunter Rocco and JJ throughout the spring yeah you know I, we haven't really done a whole lot on offense you know I think we've been really trying to be purposeful on, you know, what's our process? How do we, you know, how do we do all the things that, you know, it takes for us to be successful, whether it's how we call a play, how we get to the line of scrimmage, how we work on snap count. Um, and then, you know, I think the growth of simple situational football, you know, how do you understand that? And I think all three of those guys have really handled the how to really well. And I think they've grown in that aspect of it. And obviously, if we're going to be successful on offense, 
it starts with their understanding on you know how to prior to the, the ball being snapped and then understanding all the situations that come with playing quarterback and so I, I really think our, our staff Nate's done a great job of kind of starting back at square one and rebuilding it forward and I really think the quarterbacks it's been really beneficial for them because I think they've been able to, to start back at square one and rebuild themselves forward so I think all three guys have had really positive moments all three guys have played really well um, and at times guys have you know made some mistakes but have been able to learn from it so I think it's been positive for all three what is the format going to be on Saturday? Is it going to be a scrimmage? Practice, you know, I think a lot of team reps with some practice starting off beforehand, and then you know we'll we'll get some team reps and you know drive the football and play. You know, we will probably you know everything's had some competition to it, and you know we'll figure out exactly what that competition looks like. Um, you know, but it'll be you know the opportunity for us to just get out there and play football a little bit too, driving it and probably look very similar to what we did last year a year ago when we were at Gilbert and Ames. When you talked about you're not gonna what it's gonna be today isn't what it's gonna be in the fall and you don't know. Obviously that's not unique or new, but how do you as a coaching staff deal with that or communicate it to the team that what it is today isn't shouldn't be what it is in August and I guess preaching patience throughout that? Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, you just try to continue to be honest. You know, I, I think our kids do understand, you know, every step of the way we've said, man, this, we know we're not going to go into spring or finish spring and we're going to have all these positions set. Quite honestly, we'll probably have very few. There may be about four or five guys that know what position they'll have going into the fall. Other than that, it's going to be wide open. And, you know, I, I think what's positive about that is, you know, we've been there a lot. I think if you you look at our 17 team and our 18 team um, and probably even a little bit in 19 you know the very similar kind of teams you know 20 and 21 were a little bit unique because we were a lot older then and you know I think we're, we're kind of back into that cycle where you're still very young and there's a lot of competition and I think that the positive as we've told all of our kids is there is a lot of competition there are guys that are competing in depth across the board that man you better come every day to practice. You better take advantage of a, the 14th, 13th practice. Tomorrow's the 14th practice, the 15th practice on Saturday. Man, you better learn and grow and be humble enough to say, what did you do really well? Man, where are the areas that you have to grow forward? And then you better get ready for, man, this unbelievable 12, 12 weeks of summer training. And then the next part will be getting ready for fall camp. And then, you know, th those four weeks will be critical. So I think, in, and I think you guys that have covered us know this, like, man we're a developmental team and every phase of the development going into the season is critical for us to be successful in maximizing that so you know I, I think our staff's done a great job we really have tried to be very simple and intentful about what we've installed offensively and defensively um, and really try to do a great job of understanding situational football be really good from the installation standpoint and let our guys grow holistically through this so we can evaluate what was done not try to out scheme ourselves through the spring so you can't have you're evaluating scheme instead of fundamentals and detail um, and then be able to give our kids some great feedback post spring practice to be able to go into the summer and continue our growth process so I really think our, our staff has done a great job I appreciate that and our kids understand that too hi Matt um, given as wide open as you just talked about some of the positions being how excited are you to see what guys do individually in the summer once you get past the spring game and obviously with coach Kagey here and his staff working with them yeah I, I, I think we'll 
the one thing that was really positive to see, and again, this isn't a, a knock on other, anything other than just the youth of our team, what we look like in the last game last year to what we physically look like when we stepped on the practice field for spring practice was night and day. So when you pair that with another 12-week block where really the intent, yes, there's football and fundamentals, probably about 20% of it, but the other 80% is the physical development and growth of your team. I think you're really excited about that and, and to see, man, what does that football team look like when you step on the field again, you know, come August. So. I think the, the piece is creating great momentum coming out of spring ball, which I would say if we end it today, man, I'd feel really great about it because I think we've, we've done some phenomenal things. But, you know, the, the piece of it then is how do, you, how do you then take what we did well, what we didn't do well, and then individually go to work on your craft, whether that's, man, I got to get better at my fundamentals. I got to be better in nutrition. I got to get stronger. What are those areas, the gaps that we got to continue to fill in so you can be your best ultimately we can be our best and I think that's what we love that's what I love about the process of the offseason and the journey to become our best team we can become is trying to individually and collectively give our kids what they need but um, yeah I'm excited and I, like I said I think Reed did a great job his team did a great job but I think part of that too is when you're a young team you can physically see them grow up and you know I think you, you had so many young guys on the roster a year ago and you know those young guys got a chance to get a full offseason to really continue to grow forward so I think it's been positive so far and just one more for me uh, coach I'll speak for myself coach Clanton impressed me with the way he's able to distill how he teaches and why he teaches the things he teaches mm -hmm. how as he continued to put his stamp on that offensive line room as he settled in to the job yeah, um, you know, I, I think, Rob, what, what Ryan's been able to do and what's been impressive is he is a great teacher, you know, and, and I've always said coaching is teaching, right? I, I think sometimes we, we, we get skewed in, in the world of coaching. It's, it's still a form of education and teaching. And, you know, great, great coaches are certainly great teachers, and, and Ryan has done a really great job of, I think, from him simplifying. Now, you know, to his credit, I really think that, you know, offensively there's been a how do we be the best communicators and how do we simplify the best way we can. Again, going back to not what we do, it's how we do what we do, you know. And I, I think that that has been a really positive for that group. I think you see, again, there's a lot of guys that are back playing football, um, you know, for that group. So I think that's a huge positive. And then there's some really talented young guys that have really flashed. And I think a lot of that is, has occurred because, you know, we've been able to simplify. I think they're bigger and stronger than they've been, um, you know, really in a while here. And I think that certainly helped those guys have confidence. And, you know, I think just the holistic approach has given that group some confidence to move itself forward. And, and again, a lot of room to continue to work, too. Uh, it'll be a big summer for that group as well. But they've made great growth so far. Coach, how has uh, Benny, Kai, and uh, Jaden been able to work their way into this offense, into the room, and then have how much progression have you seen through the spring with those guys? Boy, I, I, I think the simple thing that I can say about all three of those guys in a collective whole is they're, a, they're elite talent and they have elite traits. And, you know, I think one of the things that we, you know, when we've been at our best, we've had skilled players with elite traits that when the game's on the line, they've been able to make the plays. And I, I'd say all three of those guys have flashed 
those traits that at some point in this program they're going to be able to be great difference makers for us. So I'm really excited about all three of those guys. I think all three of those guys fit the mold of, man, the Lazards, the Butlers, the Xavier Hutchisons, you know, big body guys, guys that have great hand-eye coordination, can go make the 50-50 catch, the guys that can make the play in the moment. I think they've all shown great traits of that. So I think Jaden Higgins has been a guy that obviously a little bit more mature than, than you know, the two freshmen. But, man, he's been uber impressive and I think has come in with those elite trait mindsets from day one. And then, boy, Benny and Kai, you know, two guys that have big physical tools and traits to help our football team. So we're excited about all those guys. I noticed you had one position move this spring with Anthony Smith moving over to defense. Any other guys you're kind of looking at other spots? Yeah, not, not really. A great point. Um, you know, I think, you know, Miles Mendezun has kind of went back and forth a little bit from linebacker to defensive end. Um, you know, Miles is about 245 pounds right now, you know, and Miles is a guy that's been a great special teams player for us and, you know, has, has got some twitch and the ability to rush the passer. So, you know, I think he can fluctuate back between the Mike linebacker and the defensive end position but really that that's about it obviously across the board the o-line you know we'll, we'll kind of navigate that I, I still think that's you know until we settle on who are the top guys you know where are they at i think they're all in flux a little bit but you know other than try true position movement i think those are about the only two guys you listed earlier the, the uh, guys who've been limited. Um, behind those guys on the depth chart, who are, who are some that have taken advantage of like those first team reps, second team reps that have kind of maybe carved out a, a niche this spring? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think the, you know, the offensive line, you know, again, Tyler Miller and Huff, you know, those guys have been limited. Um, you know, I think the, the reps that a guy like a James Neal has gotten, Fonto has gotten. I think those guys, Dalen Hazard, um, you know, Brady Peterson, I think all those guys have made significant strides and obviously being able to get those reps, you know, whether they've been, you know, first string, second string, there are really no strings. It's just quality reps, you know, that those guys have been able to, to really take great advantage of that, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think the depth at safety, you know, we were, you know, you had Coop out for a while. You know, Bo's been limited at times through spring, uh, just taking care of some things from his standpoint. But a guy like Trey Howard has had a really impressive spring, um, you know, I think continues to show. I, I think Trey McGee, you know, Malik Verdone getting back, all those guys, you know, it's been really beneficial. Blake Thompson. Um, so some of those guys, I think, have proven that, you know, their growth has been exponential and, and maybe be able to help our football team come next fall. So I, I think those would at least be some names that I, I would give you just because, you know, they flash or showed some consistency through the spring that'll be ready to compete in the fall. AJ, excuse me, AJ Harrison, is it AJ? What do we call him? Yep, AJ. AJ, okay. Um, he didn't play a lot at Stanford, maybe like two plays, something like that. What did you see in in in, the, in him? Well, you got to remember, he was a true freshman last year. So, you know, I, I think for A.J., I think, number one, you knew his high school talent. We had recruited him a little bit after, after you know, he going into his senior year of high school. Um, and I, I just think you talk about, you know, first thing for him is character. I think the second thing, you saw a guy that's got the ability to, you know, take it the distance. He's got great long speed. He's got the ability to stick his foot in the ground and get vertical. So I think he's been, you know, he's a guy that you saw some of those traits that we look for in the tailback position. 
And, you know, I think there was certainly knowledge prior to just, you know, his Stanford clips or practice clips or whatever you were able to see from, you know, him in college. You know, you knew who he was, you knew what he stood for, and then you knew, you know, what that high school videotape looked like. So I think that was a big thing for us in terms of him. He's got good genes, too, right? He's got good genes, yes, sir. Yeah, with his dad? Yeah, it was a good thing. Zach Lovett, what 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 can we see you know, from him? I think Zach's a guy that just continues to grow in the system. You know, I, I think again we recruited Zach. It was that COVID year yeah. for Zach, and you know we were part of his recruiting process through high school. Um, you know, I, I just think again you're talking about a guy that in a lot of ways is not a true freshman, but it's kind of like a freshman because you're learning a new scheme. You're, you know, you're you're playing linebacker. I feel like that guy's grown every day in practice. But you see a guy that's got great athletic tools. You know, he can really run. He's physical at the point of attack. You know, him and Jack Sadowski have probably been two wild factors probably for us already in terms of practice so far at the Mike linebacker position. So you're pretty impressed with what those guys have been able to do for us. Just one more thing for me. Can you talk about the draft next week a little bit? What do you think? I mean, obviously, you know, continues to be, you know, what I would say is is just exciting for our program. You know, I, I think when you look at it and I think you guys have covered us enough to not know that it's not just you know we're not in the phase where we were five years ago where man to have a draft pick is is important you're talking about uh, man that's common here now and then I think the second part of it is on top of all that you guys have covered these three guys that you're like uh, man have transformed right and grown up right before your eyes you're talking about Anthony Johnson who was 160 pounds and you know came from nothing um, and not only got a degree not only was maybe one of the most influential figures in the history of our program as a leader um, is a guy that's going to have a chance to to live out his childhood dream next weekend you know you talk about Will McDonald who you know I mean again moves in with his high school football coach his junior year high school basketball player really didn't play much football and has a chance to go be a first round draft pick in the national football league and comes back to school not to set the sack record in the big 12 but comes back to school to actually get his degree um you talk about xavier hutchison you know i mean a guy that had to go the juco route you know went through a junior college and from the day he stepped on our campus it's been me on repeat talking about how he prepared and how he came to practice every day and literally did everything in his power to help our football team win games during his time here and so you know I I think that's the story it's great that man it's going to happen and great things are going to happen Saturday but to me when I think about those guys I think about who they are and really the growth as young men into men and you know you 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 just couldn't be prouder of what those guys accomplished we talk about reach your full potential and you look at those guys you know I think Orion's going to have a great opportunity next weekend whether it's drafted or priority free agent and you know, you talk about what that young man became in our program and what he stood for. So you're really proud of those guys. I think you're, you're really grateful that they led here and you're, you're grateful that with their leadership and them reaching their full potential as individuals, they're going to reap the great benefits of having the opportunity to play at the highest level. With the obvious caveat, there's a long way to go, and it's just a practice. Everybody in this room and all your fans are going to be spending a lot of time looking at your offense on Saturday. What have you seen through 12 practices or whatever it is that you would point to to people to look at and say, this is, you extrapolate this out, this is why we're going to be better? Yeah, I, I, first of all, hopefully there's enough trust in the results of six years of seven years of football here to know we'll be just fine. Um, I think the second piece of it, 
I would tell you is it's going to be hard to make any. Man, it's going to be about 43 degrees, and we'll see. We're going to keep it pretty simple. And, you know, if you're taking any notes on what happened Saturday, which I get everybody's job and everybody will make it, it'll be pretty hard to realize, you know, you know, nothing Saturday will tell you what would be good or not. Um, but I think what I've seen is I've seen this group really grow in terms of the areas that take no talent to get better. You know, I, I've seen us really be efficient in terms of execution you know we really you know the the little things how do you get off on the snap count how do we how do we do a really good job of you know making sure we give the quarterback time to process the play and, and the formation and you know I, I think just the how-to has been really which you're not going to see and you're not going to know and you're not going to be able to sit there and write about but I think those are the things that when you say man if we're going to be better next year on offense and we're going to take a huge step forward what are the things that we really had to work on it's the how-to, and I and I think you know Nate, his staff have done a great job of of really doing that. And you know I think Saturday it'll be again another great opportunity for all a lot of individuals out there to collectively go out and say, man, where has their growth process been? Man, you when you do put fans in the stands and you do put eyes on you, it is different. And I think we all know that 18 to 22 year olds, and that's why I do like having the opportunity to do that because I think it, it you can start to see how kids handle you know that, and it's just another piece of the puzzle so it's a great question and it's a really fair question to to be completely transparent like I think you guys know like man what you're going to see on Saturday it's going to be hard to make any evaluation other than you know man are you continuing to grow forward and at least I've seen through 12 practices it's been a great growth of our team and, and a lot of credit to our staff you mentioned earlier not trying to out scheme yourself in spring what's the the benefit of that especially like you mentioned where maybe you are in a development cycle closer to that 17 18 19 yeah, I, th I think sometimes you know we as coaches and believe me I think this is even can be a fault of mine sometimes because you get so enamored with the X's and O's and you know you, you I think this program has been built on competition a lot that sometimes you get so competitive that you end up getting through a spring practice and you're like dang you know like we worried so much about beating the offense or the defense that you actually didn't get anything accomplished because you're trying to beat yourself rather than trying to work on the fundamentals and craft of what's going to allow you to be successful in the fall. And I think that's what's great about, you know, being together with John for so long and, and having the ability to have great communications. It's really being together with Nate so long, you know, honestly. And, you know, even just from a special team stand, standpoint, like, really looking back deep dive what's allowed us to have success what has it and let's go to work on these things let's keep it really simple let's help our our players evaluate where they're at so we can give them the tools and resources come the summer to be ready for fall camp in the season and, and we've really tried to do that and honestly we've done it as good as we ever have you know since we've been here it's been really competitive it's been uber competitive but it's it's stayed in the wheelhouse of development in the baseline fundamentals of our offense and defense and I think it'll really benefit us moving forward. When did you guys get all out of whack? I mean, as far as you as football coaches as a whole, as far yeah. as um, you were talking about 12-week blocks mm -hmm. and how important the summer is going to be. When, when did that change? Because players used to get some time off, right? Right. You know, yeah, I think we got out of whack a long time ago. But... Um, you know, I, I think the the big thing, though, Randy, I mean, honestly, I, I, I do think even with the NCAA rules over the course of 
the last 10 years, you know, it just, it has changed greatly, you know, but I, I don't think it's so different, you know, even when I was a head coach at Toledo, you know, I mean, you're, 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 the key is having some balance, right, and giving your guys some time away, and I think that's really imperative. I think what, at least from my mindset, is you want your kids to be able to, you want them to run the fall camp, right? You want them to be able to run to each phase of the season, and I do think that's tricky. It's a fine line of, man, how much, how much time, effort, and energy do we take from them, and how much balance do we give them to be able to kind of be with their family? And you know, you don't want to get, man, you don't want to sit there and try to practice through the summer. I think you just want to have the ability to make sure it's a fine line because you still physical growth and development of, man, 18 to 22 year olds have got to be at the forefront. Number two, the mentality to sprint to fall camp. You want your kids to be fresh and going into fall camp and ready to go for the season. And man, you know, when you start in fall camp, you know, through the season. Season, that's 17 long weeks um, physically and mentally and you you want to be as fresh as you possibly can be and then on, on the other end of it man you want to be able to be the best teachers you can be as well through the summer of take this great information that we just got for six to seven weeks of the sport of football apply it to how we want to grow ourselves forward so you know whether it's out of whack i think there's a balance and again i think it's responsibility each coach and every program you know that everybody's got their own philosophy but you know at the end of the day it's your it's your your responsibility to give your kids what they need and give them you know the best pathway to become their best so good question Hey, Matt, you mentioned uh, Deshaun is somebody that was, you know, dinged up out a little bit. How have some of the younger guys, maybe like Gabe, Andrew, Jack, kind of used some of those reps, and where have you seen maybe some growth and experience there? Yeah, boy, I, I would tell you the tight end spot um, from day one till, you know, at least where we are has been as impressive as any group. You know, I, I think um, Gabe Burkle has been a wild player at times through spring practice you know he's kind of cut out of the Dylan Saner mode of man a 270 pound strong you know C gap blocker who's also got the ability to flex out and be able to run um, you know I, I think what you've seen in terms of you know even Jack is a big long athlete that can run and you know he's just got the ability to kind of move I think Keller is a guy that if there's probably one guy that's made the most growth from where he was at the end of the season, and I'm talking physical growth, I think he's put on 22 pounds since, you know, the last game in the fall to where he started spring practice, and he's been able to maintain that weight. You know, I think Andrew's kind of like that man, that natural pass catcher out in space and can do a lot of different things. And obviously you throw him with Steve-O and you throw him with Easton and you throw him with Deshaun. Yeah, I think you're really excited about that group. You know, Tyler Moore's been injured. So Tyler's been out, you know, he, he tweaked his hamstring. So he's kind of been, you know, in and out at times through the spring. But man, those other guys, they've been they've been pretty special through, through spring practice. And obviously when we're at our best, that group is really functioning at a high level and we'll need that group to continue to develop and be really good for us.